All right. So just tell. Oh wait. So we're just going. Yeah, yeah. Is it uh, still recording? Yeah. No, I gotta lead us in. Remember? Yeah. What the fuck? What happened to our intro, dumbass? Folks, it's fucking Dillcast time again. What's up? It's me, Grizz, and I've got a special guest with me and a mundane guest with me that you've known quite uh, a while now. We'll start with the mundane guest, which is our buddy Shockslayer here. What's uh, what's going on, Shock? Unfortunately, you're in my house while I'm in my house, and someone else is here. Who is that? I'm Cat with Human Ears, and Mr. Rogers says that I'm special too. What? <laughs> Mr. Rogers is dead as fuck. Don't remind me. That's I just did. <laughs> so we're here, and we're doing stuff here in our Dillcast studios on the coastline of sunny Brisbane, having a good old time with some good old rhymes. Limes. <clears throat> what y'all been up to lately? Here. Cool. I have been recording this podcast. I've been practicing breaking my fingers. It hasn't been going very well, though. That's cool. I can physically see that since you're in my house. Yeah, they're all <laughs> twisted in a funny, cool way. <laughs> but not broken, just twisted. Well, I haven't gotten up to the broken part yet. I've been practicing. Oh, you got to work up to <laughs> yeah, it, I see. You know, I've been taking some classes. I've been punching some drywall. I've <laughs> been taking some finger-breaking classes. <laughs> I've been really working on some weirdly shaped doorknobs. <laughs> To learn how to contort my fingers in the worst possible way that will just make a doctor fucking sick when he sees it. So here's a question. Do you hate those doorknobs that aren't knobs, but you like have to physically turn them and they're like this? And Oh, like yeah. the like the handle-shaped doorknob yeah. rather than the knob-shaped doorknob? Yeah. Those are awful. They really are. I hate them. I would think it's strange if I visited someone's home and they had those doorknobs on every door in their interior. That was my grandmother's house. Every door was those handle doorknobs. That was your grandmother's house. Don't you remember? Yeah, your grandpa is fucking bonkers. The thing about them is, though, they make it really nice when you have, like, full hands and you can just, like, take an elbow and open it. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. But with the other ones, you get more reward for being able to open the doorknob without your hands. It's That's true. That's true. They do accentuate the advantages of owning fingers. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of your grandma, let's not speak of her anymore. You got it. <laughs> Hi, grandma. <laughs> grandma, if you're listening, don't. <laughs> Turn it off now. Turn You'll it. hear shit you don't want to hear. Turn it off quick. <laughs> Grandma, how did you figure out how to work a computer and a mouse and a keyboard and listen to a podcast on you, the internet? How did you learn how to download the Dillcast and send money to our studio in Southern Brisbane? That's the thing about the Dillcast, is the target audience is people who like Dilbert, and the people who can use computers don't usually cross over with Dilbert. It's true, even though Dilbert is touted as the computer man within the universe of his canon. People I'd, just don't like Dilbert. I'd fire Dilbert out of a canon. I would fire Dilbert. <laughs> <laughs> from my End place of, of business. I'm his manager and I'm punishing him for being Dilbert. It's not even his fault. He was born Dilbert. He was raised to be Dilbert. Scotty Adams was like, Dilbert time. And I was like, mm, no, sorry. Dilbert doesn't get a career. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Listen, I, I don't think Dilbert is necessarily the pinnacle of employee greatness. I, I think it would make sense to fire him at some point. 
Just, you know, it builds character. Yeah. He, he needs it because he's barely a character. Everyone's gotten fired from one job. Tilbury should get fired from all I, jobs. I don't know if that's true. I think there are a lot of people who've never gotten fired. They just got the one job and either left and went to the next one, or they got the one job and they kept the one job. Uh, I bet. Do you think those people are happy? Well, it depends on how they finish the job. For example, I've heard of a lot of suicide bombers don't leave bad reviews once they finish. That I don't think f- we can keep that one in. That, that, <laughs> that's a fair point, though. It's because they can't. Because they're dead because of the bomb that made them go suicide. Thank you for explaining the joke. Uh-huh. It, it wasn't for you. It was for our listeners. True. Uh, I understand that. Our potentially confused, potentially not listening, potentially... Potentially my grandmother. Pot- <laughs> <laughs> potentially inebriated <laughs> listeners who, for some reason, listen to this Dillcast and download the Dillcast and wear the Dillcast merch and... Eat the dill burritos and drink the Dilbert milk, and they sh- uh, <laughs> they shouldn't be doing any of that. How is there such a fragrant product line? Well, it has uh, that vine has withered <laughs> over the many years of Dilbert. Is that where you get the milk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You- <laughs> milk straight <laughs> from the vine. It's in short supply. Better get it now. <laughs> uh, keep that dilk away from me. <laughs> I don't want any dilk. Ugh, I feel like that would melt your cereal. Oh, yeah. Or rather than make it go soft, harden it beyond the point of consumption. (laughs) I think this is just lacquer. (laughs) (laughs) One part milk, nine parts varnish. (laughs) That's the Dilbert Milk Potion. (laughs) This lustrous lacquer will make you not a... Slacker. This lustrous lacquer will make your life lackluster. Your insides will shine like they've never shown before. But no sun will ever reach them. (laughs) Your insides will show. (laughs) They'll become your outsides. To the mortician. Your innards become your outards. Put those back. (laughs) They don't belong out here. Mine do. I have a condition. It's pretty cool, and it's pretty gross, and I have to physically see it now. It's not related to my fucked up fingers. <laughs> it's a different condition called cut my tummy open, I just... Cut my body into pieces. My first resort. <laughs> Suffocation. My favorite. <laughs> uh, many people's favorite. <sighs> yeah, here at the Dillcast, we like to have fun. And it's more fun if our insides are on the outside. And yours should be, too. And if they're not... Call a doctor. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck and have fun. Don't let them get tangled up like a bundle of broken Christmas lights. I know a doctor who can fix that for you. The Christmas lights? Yeah. Dr. Santa? Dr. Santa. Dr. Claus. Dr. Claus. With a W. Yeah, but you go in there, and you say Dr. Claus, and he says, call me Santa, and you feel weird about it, because it's like, I don't want to be on a first-name basis with my doctor, really. <laughs> I feel weird like, about I it, like because you, but I you know are Santa a, was his father. You are, like, have the degree over me, so I kind of want to re- be in a position below you where I respect you, but, you know, it, nonetheless, he's busy, you know, he's got to do something the other 364 days out of the year. Do you think Santa takes his elves to a doctor or a veterinarian? I would hope that he would be a doctor in this scenario and not need to be a veterinarian as well. Well, if we take the canon of uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, there are dentists in the world. And there are not animal dentists. (laughs) The vet just does everything. 
So if there's a dentist, then there probably is elf doctors. I found out about these cool things called dentists through a song on the radio called <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, you won't get that from the song. Teeth. you got to listen to the extended cut in the movie. Wasn't that the Isle of Misfit Toys? Yeah. That movie? Yeah. Where all the toys were like, I don't want to be toys. And they're like, well, tough shit. Yeah. And the <laughs> one on island. The one elf wanted to be a dentist. Yeah. And that's why he was cast away. And cast asunder. He was exiled from elven <laughs> society for not adhering to the tenets of claws. <laughs> Dr. Santa Claus, MD, PhD, PIG. How much coal do you think elves can eat? Hmm. <laughs> How much coal can you eat? That's Not, a, that's the first question. That's where we need to start. Um, the only time I've ever eaten coal was when I had to have my stomach pumped because I ate poisonous berries with my cousin because we had a who can eat the most poisonous berries contest. We didn't know that's the kind of contest it was because, <laughs> because we didn't know the berries were poisonous. So it was just a who can eat the most of these cool berries contest. But then parentheses poison happened. And, um, you know, it was added to the contest title afterwards. And I had to get my stomach pumped and they made me drink this awful charcoal elixir. And I want to say that it was probably the equivalent of like four briquettes worth of charcoal, I think. In that elixir? But I don't know, because I have a kind of a hazy memory of the whole thing happening and nearly died. So did you eat or drink the charcoal? I had to drink it. It was like a charcoal smoothie. Okay. See, that's not what Cat asked. Cat asked how many eat. So I mean, you got to bite down Okay, so how many hard coal stone cooking yeah. rocks can yes, I eat? Yes, yes, uh, I'm trying to think, because like, I'm trying to remember how hard a charcoal briquette is. It's been a while since I've cooked with charcoal. You know, I'm a, I'm a propane man. Um, like, you know, my idol, Hankford Hillington. And, uh, but like, I think I could bite through a charcoal briquette. And if I can bite through it, I can eat it. I've proven that. That's true. <laughs> they, they're harder than you expect, but also softer than you expect. Yeah, it's like somewhere above chalk, but below rock. <laughs> so probably three. You think you could eat three? I think I could stomach three. I think if I didn't taste and couldn't feel my body, I could eat as many as I can get my hands on. <laughs> okay, so well, taking that, I think if we go based on the size differential between you and one of Santa's elves, but then also how used to eating coal they are, you know, the, just the circumstances yeah, of their Yeah, it's part life. of their diet. It's yeah. a very, it's a very um, I think prolific I, material. Are I they think you could go children? Yeah. I think you could huh. go rock for rock with an elk. I, an elk. An elf. I think they could eat three. <laughs> now, an elk now, eating how, yeah, charcoal now, is... How many lumps of coal can an elk eat? How old is it? Three. Three what? Years! Okay. <laughs> there's three. Other, well, look, I had to ask because there's other units of time. Right, but if <laughs> someone doesn't specify the unit and we're talking about age, it probably means years. But the, you, if someone who asks you about time but doesn't specify a unit, you should specify the unit yourself. I was hoping you'd bring your own unit. <laughs> <laughs> I am a unit. <laughs> Cat is You're a more than one unit. <laughs> I'm a unit and a half. I bet I, I bet a fucking elk could go through an entire bag of Kingsford. <laughs> really? <laughs> I feel like an elk could bust into Home Depot and just eat a whole <laughs> a whole bag of Kingsford charcoal and no one is going to stop it. I agree. Elk scary. They are scary. <laughs> Elks are fucking monstrous. <laughs> they're, they're like the monster trucks of the animal world, in my opinion. And they make cool noises. Like most animals. Uh, yeah, most. 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 Mm -hmm. 
There are definitely some that don't make cool noises. Like shrews. What noise does a shrew make? I think it's similar to like a mouse. It's just a squeak. It's just I a, don't it's think it's just generic rodent squeak. I don't think they make noise. Squeak underscore four dot web. <laughs> <laughs> I like the noise that fish make. None. Sometimes they bubble. Yeah, but the bubble makes noise. But yo bubble. There we go. Cut that out. Cut that out. Fit. No, I mean you cut that out. I'm not <laughs> that out. I need you cut that out. I need you cut out. I think circling back. I'm just. Th- I'm still thinking about elves. Um, I think <laughs> coal is a major export of the North Pole because Santa has to be getting it from somewhere. Export. Yeah. Export. He's oh, set- you're saying he mines it in the North Pole and exports it elsewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two children, bad ones, and not good ones, and elves who are bad children. The elves have to mine the coal if they don't want to make the toys. When you're born an elf, you have to make the choice. <laughs> you have two paths ahead of you, two roads diverge in a, in a, in a wood. Are you going to mine the coal, or are you going to eat the coal? <laughs> well, everyone eats the coal. It's like a, it's like honey for honeybees. It's like crack for elves. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> They do smoke it. They'll put a little charcoal briquette in a pipe and just <laughs> huff that smoke. Like, it's literally smoking. Santa does not let them, though. It's generating smoke. <laughs> These elves are generating smoke. <laughs> it is illegal, however, so they have to do it in secret. I feel like if you're, if you're, a, if you're poor enough, you want to have bad kids so that Santa will help you heat your home. That's true. <laughs> By sending you coal. <laughs> so Santa really should take the children. True. He should take a page from his old buddy Krampus. Krampus. And take uh, take the children, put them in the sack, put them in the coal mines where they'll slowly transition to becoming elves. Mm-hmm. Because they're tainted by the magic coal. Oh, so this is a reverse Peter Pan. They'd never grow up, but it's in a bad way. Yeah, because of the fucking carcinogenics in their system <laughs> from the coal mine. <laughs> the scientifics of Santa's experiments are horrifying yet effective. And Mrs. Claus is just a silent observer. That's she doesn't true. help, but she also doesn't stop anything. <laughs> it's like, Nick, I've washed my hands of this sordid ordeal you've put less together. Less of a silent observer, more of an accomplice. Because I think at some point, you can only witness a crime so many times in your backyard before you are subject to it. Can you accuse her of accessory just because she fucks Santa? Yeah. I can. <laughs> and I will. <laughs> you know, I, I would agree. That's a strong argument. I would agree. Like, she's not doing everything in her power to help those elves get out of those mines. True. She's probably not doing anything. Actually. But, of course, unfortunately, those elves are paying her bills, so... And, you know, you, you what can What bills? <laughs> well, you know, it, it probably takes a lot of electricity to run the North Pole. Yeah, but, like, how far, how much farther off the grid can you get? Well, that... Okay, now hang on. <laughs> if we're mining coal, what do we need electricity for? To headlamps. Like batteries? They don't have an electric bill, they have batteries? (laughs) They have to buy the batteries. They're like, we could burn this coal for light, but the You think the elves are just going down there Minecraft style and with pickaxes and just digging coal out? No, they got got diesel drills and and all that. You know, they got the modern equipment. They live in the North Pole, for God's sakes. They can't just send people into the cold. But they have bills, and it's exclusively for headlamps and batteries, and those are the only two things. (laughs) Well, and I said diesel fuel. Diesel fuel for what? 
the the diesel powered equipment for mining. They don't need. They have pickaxes. What else? They're elves. You think they can make enough coal? Elves can't operate machinery. Their feet can't they, reach they the can, pedals. They can make enough coal with their own two hands with pickaxes to not only feed themselves and sustain their heat and and the power and everything that they need in the North Pole, but also to give to the millions of bad boys and girls across the world. They may, clearly have surplus. May I interject? No. And I, have enough to export. Yeah. <laughs> One word. Geothermal. You think they go geothermal energy? I think Santa's got batteries. Hmm. Yet my toys don't come with them? No. He no, can, not he why, needs them why, all. Why would he give them to you? <laughs> well, he if he's got a surplus of coal, he should have a surplus of batteries. There's no such thing as a surplus of batteries. You can't make coal batteries. <laughs> yes, you can. Have you heard of train? I mean, you can make batteries out of crabs now. Now, what do you think about this? He lives at the North Pole. What if he has some sort of electricity generating uh, equipment that we? What have if the not- pole itself is an electrodynamo? That's well. That's what I'm thinking. What if it's like there's a little thing that drives in a circle around the North Pole, and it like there's a magnet attached to it, and it spins. And there's like a little um, generator in there that that spins with the turbine. Oh, see, I was seeing and it creates the electricity because you're right on the pole. I was seeing the North Pole itself as like a Tesla coil, with like lightning crackling off the top of it, and that's what creates the Northern Lights. I was thinking it was two that's... elves playing tetherball to spin the Earth. I like that. Yeah, it runs contrary to my uh, to the theory that I had posited, but I do like the imagery of that. <laughs> That's why the days get shorter and longer. Sometimes they just sometimes you know, they, they miss the ball. Sometimes <laughs> they whiff. <laughs> sometimes the elves pull a John Redcorn. They're just they're uncoordinated. They've been playing tetherball for sixteen thousand years. <laughs> so <laughs> the ball was wet. The Earth did not turn before sixteen thousand years wet. ago. Well, you don't know that. There was nothing I, well, anyone could have done. That's what you're insinuating. Done. I'm insinuating that it has to be observed, and I only observed 16,000 years. Oh, okay. So I, I might be agreeing with you by scientific proof. I understand. But I don't want to. Law. Comma, Lamau. Did Santa bring the elves to the North Pole, or were they indigenous peoples that Santa enslaved? Oh, you're thinking a Willy Wonka situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do we got a wonk here? Like, like, did Santa Wonka take the elf Loompas to his North Pole factory? <laughs> Where would he get them in the first place? That's the first question. Magic? Magic? He just conjured so them? He conjured them and then made them walk wait, the trail wait, of wait. tears? Maybe he just collected them in his he big sack. He didn't want to conjure them in the factory. He conjured them miles away and forced them to migrate. <laughs> no. Like, you have to leave your homes. We don't have homes. Go! Like, I'm thinking I'm thinking Santa just, just waits for, like, pygmies to be born with pointed ears. And then he shows up in the night with his big sack. And spirits them off to the northern wasteland. Oh, oh, okay. So these these mothers have their children, and then they look and they see that it's They're like, small, oh, oh, god, and it's pointed no. ears, and it's like, no, 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 Santa's gonna be here, no, no, no. And then in the middle of the night, they take him, and the whole the whole village mourns. Oh, no, I'm thinking the other way around. I'm thinking it's something the mothers want to be rid of. Oh, they want to be rid of it. Like, okay, like their their accursed warped child is something to be ashamed of, and so they put the child out. Do you think this uh, is where we got the Jersey Devil? No, not at all, and I don't understand how you made that leap of logic. 
maybe, maybe, maybe Jersey Mike's. <laughs> Jersey Mike is a Santa's elf. Jersey Mike is in. The, Hi, I'm Jersey Mike. Is in the pocket of Saint Cole. <laughs> the Saint question Cole. is posited: If you had an elf, would you be ashamed? If I made an elf from my genetic material, I would put the baby in the basket, put a little towel over the baby. Put out a plate of cookies and milk, and let nature take its course. <laughs> so Santa would be a natural force here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like the sun, or ants. The sun, ants, the moon, Santa, and Willy Wonka? <laughs> That's the Pentagon of creation right the there. The Pentagon of creation. <laughs> Willy Wonka created the day, and Santa created the night. Mm-hmm. The dark night. The dark night. That, that that's still not with a K. That's not a Batman joke. Night, no. is, night is dark. You should know this, listeners. <laughs> Santa created Batman, which is why I get Batman action figure for Christmas. <laughs> Batman's in on it. <laughs> he, he's he's done nothing to stop it. Yeah, Batman is an accomplice. He's complicit. His silence is what damns him. Now, His do you think silence the, is deafening? Do you think the Joker is a good boy or a bad boy? Oh, I think the Joker is a neutral boy. A neutral boy? Mm-hmm. What do neutral boys get for Christmas? Neutral boys get room temperature water for Christmas. Joker's neutral is Loose insane. water. Not in bottles. Not in bottles. Just on the floor in a puddle. <laughs> no, no. It's still it's still wrapped. <laughs> it's still wrapped. So okay. It, it's like a paper water balloon of room temperature water. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sure the parents love waking up to that. <laughs> There's like eight of them underneath the tree. <laughs> the pets have dug into them. The, the, you have a family circus type of kid. Who, they, they all do their best to be neutral through the year. So they can get as many warm, room temperature water balloons as they can under the tree. So that their parents wake up and they, they huck them at them. And these parents are doing everything they possibly can. They're making new rules and, and they're just trying to sway that balance to naughty or nice. Yeah, so look, they can, kid. they can either get coal or toys, but these kids, they only want Water balloons. Water balloons are what sustain them through the year. Um, I'll say this. Similar to the situation of the poor family that needs their kids to be bad so they can get the coal to survive, maybe there are some families that live in areas where water is scarce. So they train their children to be neutral. To be absolutely So that neutral. they receive extra water gifts from Santa. I like this. I like this min-maxing and gamification of Christmas. Of being, you know, it's not a gamification, I suppose, if it's people's lives on, ha- on, on thing. But it's like you've got the rich kids. They, all, they, of course, want the toys. Yeah. You know, despite the fact they could buy as many toys as they want. It doesn't matter. But they always want the toys. Yeah. But yeah, you've got, you, you on the other end of the spectrum, the, the lower class people, they, you know, do you want the toys or does your family need heat or water yeah 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 exactly or you have three you know and that's why you know the the national or the the global average of kids i think is like what 2.3 kids uh on average yeah you get you you know some families love two some families love three you have one kid that's good and gets the toys you have one kid that's neutral and gets the water and you have one kid that's bad and gets the coal no that's three that's too much you have one kid that's good and gets the toys yeah you have one kid that's neutral and gets the water yes and then you have point three of a kid who's picked (laughs) up by santa to go be an elf oh okay yeah yeah, (laughs) because he was born wrong i see that's where the point three comes from i always wondered that yeah yeah i I couldn't quite figure it out that's where the elves come from. yeah an elf is a third of a human, but gets less than a third of a human's rights. And some years, you know, you you look at it and you say, okay, we actually, we have a lot of coal this year. We don't need it, but we should, we need, we do need some water. So that bad kid now has to turn into a neutral kid. Yeah, you or tra- sometimes you're really struggling and that good kid needs to turn into a neutral kid and a bad kid so you can get the coal and the water. 
And it's not going to be a fun Christmas, but it is going to be a sustainable one. And I guess if you don't need coal or water, you can train your kids to be good so you can resell their valuable presents. That's true. What do you think the most valuable present Santa has ever given has been? A diamond. A diamond? A diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Mine a diamond one My year. My favorite toy. <laughs> Diamonds. And, and he picked the goodest kid he could find and say, this year's diamond goes to this child. Congratulations. Christmas diamond. Oh, thank you, Santa. What do they do? Do they just go play catch with it? Ow, it's fucking sharp, man. I lost the diamond in the snow. <laughs> don't, hit it with, don't hit it with the lawnmower. <laughs> oh. oh, fuck. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Christmas in July and September, everyone. Clunk, 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 clunk. Oh, fuck, there's the goddamn diamond. Actually, I'm wrong. It's October. I'm dating the still cast. I'm sorry, but it's legal and it's hot and it's ready. It is. <clears throat> Speaking of the dill cast and what they do as uh, they being us. Now that we've spoken about Santa for 24 minutes. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into today's comic. Okay. Why? Why? Because it's been, because <laughs> We've been doing well so far. Because it's ready. It is over there. Let's bring <laughs> this up on the screen. Is there this, it is? It doesn't look very hot though. I think we have some dead pixels on our big screen here in our st- sunny Brisbane studio. Uh, if anybody wants to donate uh, a fat fucking TV, we I'd appreciate it. Yeah, uh, you can send it to <clears throat> PO Box zero uh, eight one nine eight nine. That's your grandma's house. <laughs> My grandma lives in a P.O. box. Yeah, because she's very small, and we cherish that. You know, you may have heard of mail-order brides. Now get ready for P.O. box grandmas. (laughs) Uh, You should put her on the tree this year. That's what happens if you don't get tracking numbers. Your mail-order bride becomes... A P.O. Box grandma. It's like when you <laughs> yeah. trade Pokemon to evolve them, but in a much, much worse way. <laughs> it's like storing them in the PC. <laughs> You've heard of Wife Swap. Now let's go with Grandma Swap. Ooh, I like Grandma Swap. Oh, man. I'm just thinking about Grandma like Metabots. <laughs> would, you like, would you like to trade Grandma with me? No. I have a Grandma. Mine's limited edition. She's dead. No. Okay. My grandma's ultra rare. My grandma's secret rare. I, I thought you were going to... My grandma's ghost rare. I'm coming around. Yeah, you know what? That's that's worth quite a bit. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's time to ask the question: Who wants to be Dilbert? I will take the bullet. As I am the special (laughs) guest, you get to be the special guest. The Dil bullet. The Dil bullet. (laughs) I will provide narration, and Grizz, you will provide the sound effects. Okay. Okay. This comic goes out to Thursday, June 8th, 1989. In the first panel, we see our hero, Dilbert, egg-shaped as usable, walking into the electrode hut. Now, it's very clear that the door was picked out after the windows because it is significantly taller than the windows. In the windows, we can see that there is a sale going on, but to what, we don't know. There are several boxes strewn about, and at the very right, we can see a... Either very tiny TV with two antennas or a radio that is definitely misconfigured. So Dilbert walks in, as per Dilb usual, 
In the second panel, Dilbert decides to pose the following question. I'm looking for a detonator coil suitable for a small nuclear device. He says this to another interesting shop employee, also egg-shaped, wearing the same pants, but as a fashion faux pas, is not matching ties with Dilbert. His is crooked, though. He is a virgin. Yeah, so another a fellow virgin uh, in the electrode hut. In the third panel, Dilbert now turns his head in a single frame and looks directly into the camera. As he does this, the employee falls over backwards, making the following sound. <laughs> the employee, definitely dead, lies still. And Dilbert says, That was the best one today. But up, but up, up, you know, out of all the comics we've read today related to Dilbert, I would have to agree with Dilbert's sentiment in the third panel that that was the best one today. Because it was the only one. Not because it's good, but just because there's no other comparison. That's true. So, Kat, out of five stars, what would you rate this? You know, I get the punchline more than the last time I was on the show, so I am going to give it a three out of five. A three out of five. Now, Ooh, I'm, I'm, dedu I'm deducting points because, for one, this is not taking place in an office. It is a place of work. Um, however, Dilbert is not at work. He is at someone else's work. Um, and, uh, of course, he's he's monkeying around. He's making a joke to this person, hardworking, earning a living for his family, and causing him to die. No, no, no. Die. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> See, we've established in the second panel that this is a virgin. There is no family here. Oh, yeah, because virgins True. don't have parents. They don't have parents. Virgins <laughs> don't have... You gotta go to work to make money for your parents? They've what are you, cringe? They've sprung from the ether. Did your parents min-max you? Are you the good boy or the neutral boy? <laughs> <laughs> are you getting that water Christmas this year? Well, regardless, I mean, Dilbert walking into a place of business and murdering the employees does not seem like a very productive and, and forward-thinking office etiquette. And not to mention, he's not at work. He is wearing a work outfit... But he is not at work himself. It, it Therefore, does, he is wasting company time. It does lead me to believe Dilbert has no other clothing. Yeah, we haven't really That's seen true. Dilbert in repose. I'd rate this a two. Because I hate Dilbert staring at the camera. It's very unprofessional. It truly yeah. is. However, I would say maybe a little bit, maybe a 2.5. Uh, because his nose is a complete circuit here. So he does not have the little smile. Oh, yeah, I hate that little smile that he yeah. sometimes has when he stares directly to, into the camera. To revise your star rating. I've been thinking about <laughs> it this whole time. I've been trying to piece my thoughts together. I think I'm still going to go with a 4.5 out of 5. Yeah. I think this wow. is classic Dilbert. I think, I think it's an interesting take to see what Dilbert looks like outside of his usual endeavors. And while this is an early one, I think this is a classic, classic Dilbert. Mm -hmm. Dis despite any of our opinions, this yeah. does warrant the traditional score of 4.5 out of 5, like yeah. every other Dilbert comic has been given by previous readers and commenters whose comments are now yeah. inaccessible to the general public, much to my dismay, Scott Adams. Yeah, uh, I would have given it a 5.5 <sighs> out of 5. That would have been mathematically incorrect, so I would revise that to say I would have given it a 5 out of 5. However, a key character that is personally relevant to me, Dogbert, is missing. I hate he that. Is? Yeah. Dogbert's missing? Where did yeah. he go? Uh, Do we have the cops on him? If we knew where he was, would he be missing? But where was the last place he was seen? Where he was. Damn. Fair enough. Has it been more than 48 hours? Uh, it's been more than 48 years.
Wow. That's a long time to be missing. Yeah. Yeah, you'll see him up on the, the board in like a, a local grocery store and, and it's like aged 40 years because he went missing so long ago. <laughs> Dogbert aged 48 years. Now the question is, is that in human years or is that in dog years? Because there is a conversion ratio. Well, yeah. is Dogbert a dog in the sense of our dogs? No. No. How long is Dogbert's lifespan? He didn't say before he left. <laughs> I would say that Dogbert still adheres to the system of dog years, meaning that when he's been gone for 48 years, that means he's been gone for 356 years in dog years. Now, what if I pose to you this? What if Dogbert is an extension of Dilbert? What if Dogbert is a familiar, so to speak, and Dogbert will die the day, the second, the moment that Dilbert dies. When Dilbert's consciousness leaves his physical form, Dogbert will cease to exist. Is that what you're saying? That is exactly what I'm saying. Also, I did my math wrong. It's 336 years. Thanks, listeners, for correcting me on that in the comments below. That was cool. <coughs> we got those live live feed comments going. You have yeah. to you have to hit up the uh, you know the the only fans for that. But your question is: Dogbert Dilbert's familiar? Yes. I guess so, but I think it's weird that Dilbert gets more than one. What's his other one? There's other characters in this comic that we well, have yet to see. I understand that there are Spoiler other... Spoiler alert. I understand whoa, there are whoa, other whoa, characters, whoa, whoa, whoa. but... We, no, you don't. We what can't other... talk about it because it's not <clears throat> canon to the Dilcast yet. But what other animals are there? Uh, Cat, rat... Do they talk? Yes. They all talk. They all talk. Dilbert's leveling up. Dilbert, he's got multiple. Familiars. May have taken some homebrew feats. Yeah, <laughs> he may have been into that third-party content. Yeah, he's that's too many familiars. <clears throat> Although I wonder if Dogbert is able to have his own familiar, because that does seem like what Ratbert is. Ratbert seems like Dogbert's familiar in future strips. Yeah, uh, as soon as this gets recursive, it gets a lot more difficult to parse. Can anyone else hear Dogbert? <laughs> right now? Like in the room? <laughs> he's Do you with, hear that? He's, no. <laughs> he's with us right now. <laughs> he's with us right now. No, no, no. Like, in, in the hey canon. guys, it's me, Dogbert. Oh my god, Dogbert. The spirit of Dogbert is oh with god. all of us. I've sent you so many invitations. I ignored them. I, understandable. <laughs> so you're a spirit now. That means you're dead somewhere? I'm projecting from the oh. astral plane where my body lingers. I thought... Huh. I this usual inversion. Interesting. I don't care. I had a computer problem when I had a computer problem with Dilbert's computer, which I made have a problem. I see. Dogbert, I do have a question for you, as you are in the astral plane. Uh, Kat posed it to me, and I don't have an answer, so I figured I would go directly to the source. Can other people hear you? Can you hear me? Now? Whoa! Are Whoa. you other people, idiot? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, wait, wait, hold on. Let's, let's think I'm about this. I'm getting bullied from the astral plane. Because here's the thing. I'm not hearing Dogbird in my ears. Dogbird is beaming directly into my brain. That's cool. So, but I'm hearing him in my ears. So, hmm. reveal. Are you people? Or are you cat? Cat's skull was easier to breach than her ears. <laughs> uh, that seems right. I breached it as a ghost. That's cool. With my ghost knife. Ooh. It hurt a little bit. Scott Adams wrote this into my character backstory. 
That's crazy. Last week. That's even crazier. Scott Adams retconned Dilbert's power set to be stronger. Okay, goodbye. Bye, Dogbert. Bye, Dogbert. It was a pleasure meeting you. For the first okay, time. Okay, so I'm back. What'd I miss? Um, Dogbert. Yeah, you missed the whole Dogbert. Dogbert cool. projected into Cat's brain and through my ears. Nice. I don't care. Okay. Did you hear Dogbert? No. Where did you go? Bathroom. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that was cool. I had to go the one down the hallway past the good uh, snack machine, uh, but someone had moved the good snack machine in front of the bathroom door, so I had to shove it out of the way. Ah, that's why it took so long. So you had to shit in the bad back, bad snack machine. <laughs> the shit in the back. <laughs> no, I pushed it out of the way with my Hulk-like strength, which I had for one moment because I bought a Hulk bar from the good snack <gasps> Grizz, machine. Grizz, do you know? That was Dogbert. He gave you the strength to move the vending machine and, out of the way of the and bathroom. he did it through the Hulk bar, which was pre-established to exist, that Dogbert can spawn once you were visited by the Holy Spirit of Dogbert. I wouldn't say holy, but a spirit. <laughs> by the demonic spirit of Dogbert. Nah, that's probably Well, he likely. picked the worst time, because uh, I bet I bet he had to deal with the awful smells that I made. Yeah, that may have been what blocked him in. <laughs> that's why he came here. He was like, oh, God. <laughs> he was able to dial into our reality frequency by honing his dog senses on heinous aromas. Well, we did find out an answer to our question, Grizz. That dog, other people can hear Dogbert, which means that I don't think, maybe he's not a familiar, and in fact, maybe he is just a, a species of creature that we have not yet studied. I don't think he's a dog. I think he's a dog insofar as Stitch from Lilo and Stitch is a quote-unquote dog. I think he's an egg. He's an That's egg. True. He I, looks like an egg. I guess the thing is, is there are, there are scientific classification rules that dictate which, you know, families and species and genus and penis the Bert suffix may oh. have the answer. Because oh, we I... have Dill Bert, Dog Bert, Rat Bert. So these are all in the same pool. Okay. Yeah, l l like it's like it's part of their class of like it's part of their nomenclature. So yeah. you're you're suggesting that there is a common ancestor between all of them. What may that common ancestor have looked like? A common um, ancestor. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was just the original Bert. Bert, the original Bert. <laughs> I love Berts. This is now. We're not talking about Burt Reynolds. No, 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 no. no. We're not talking about Burt Reynolds. <laughs> we're not Bert talking Reynolds. about birds. Are we talking? No, uh, are, are we talking about the Muppet Bert? Uh, uh He may have been a precursor. He may have not... Do you, he, I don't think he was the root Muppet, ancestor, Muppet but... Muppet Bird no. is a different... It, Muppet Bird is going to be on the same level as these other birds. He's a distant offshoot. As, as long as it has another part of Bert, he I, can't... I think the Muppet Bird is, however, the closest to that common ancestor. You know what I mean? Like, Dilbert and Dogbert and Ratbert and all them have, have branched off so far. I think Bert has remained as close as possible to that common ancestor. I guess the hair that Dilbert has on the top in that weird shape does kind of lend credence to that theory. Now, uh, let me posit this, okay? You look at Dilbert. See, he's got that that straight up. <laughs> I don't want And that, that across there, and it's a little <laughs> bit spiky there. And what sounds like Bert? Bart. <laughs> I don't think so. Do you think that Bart is a Bert? Mm. Do you think that Bart Simpson is a Bert? I think he's more of a Bart Or do you think Bert. Bert is a Bart? Do you I... think we're getting this all wrong? Do you think that Bert... Is an offshoot of Bart. I would like to say that whether or not Bert is a Bart is irrelevant. 
Right, and we've had this in the past. I actually think we may have talked about this the last time when you were here, Cad. The differences between Bart's and Bert's. And I was the one that posited then. But I've been here a while, and I've been doing a lot of studying, and I think... I think the, the skin is the dead giveaway that they are not related, despite looking similar. For example, in nature, we have lots of animals that have markings on them designed to look like eyes. However, they are not eyes. They just look like it. Mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. think this might be that kind of case. And also, I don't want to live in a universe where Homer Simpson is distantly related to Dilbert. That's true. <laughs> That's, yeah, I don't either. It's scary to think about. But they are polar opposites. It is scaring me. I am scared. They're probably from different continents at the very least. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. So I don't think finding uh, related things gets us closer to the common ancestor because the paths are so clearly wildly divergent. I think more study will be required, and I think the only way is to read every Dilbert comic and review them at least once. We, can, we need full context, and that's going to take at least one more episode. At least our entire lifetimes... So, yeah, I agree. We, we will know in the end what Scott Adams is trying to communicate to us. Who, who or what was the primeval Bert? Science is an ongoing process. It's true. Scott Adams is an ongoing process. <laughs> Problem. Science Adams is an ongoing artist? Science Adams. My good great-grandfather, Science Adams. John Dilbert and Science Adams. A match made. <laughs> A match has been made. <laughs> A match between Adams Adams and Science's Science. <laughs> my Adams. <laughs> I can feel it in my Adams. Oh, perhaps that's it. The Adams are the common link between these species. You mean they have not evolved together ever. They have been entirely different life forms this entire time. Yes. But they both have Adams. Not even going back to the amoeba from which we all spawned. Not even scanning in my amiibo using the NFC reader. <laughs> When are we getting a Dilbert emo, uh, amiibo? I hope never. What do you mean when? When? It's already on market. Oh. On the Dilbert? Dilbert? Mart? I made it without Scott Adams' permission. The Dilbert Merch Mart? Yeah. What's Holy the website shit. where I can get that? Uh, classified. Okay, you. Uh, I understand. Did You're... you bring it with you today? Yeah, it's right here. Wow! Oh my god, look at it! Wahee-ho! I made it to scale. Whoa. That's <laughs> really, really small. Little. Well, he's just as big in the comics as he is in real life. Oh, wow. He's just, there he is. Imagine so, like, how big Ratbird is. His original printed size in the newspaper is Dilbert's physical scale. Oh, it's like a Pickman situation. Yeah, it's like a Dillman situation. It's like a pick Pickbert. Pick Dilbman. Pick Dilbman. Pick Pickman. And so, then uh, you got Captain Scotty. He goes to the planet where all the little Dilberts are. And then... Stay Shit! There. I think I just cracked it wide open. Oh my god. Dilberts didn't originate on this planet. They didn't. They were on planet Dilbman. D planet Dilbman? Yeah. The fated planet to crash into Earth? So it really is like a Willy Wonka situation. I've heard tell that planet X, or also known as Nibiru, is is the, the planet Dilbman. You haven't heard that. You You're have right, not I haven't. Heard that. You made that up. <laughs> that is fake news. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm trying to spread Sounds misinformation like we got on the an internet. Sounds like we've got an imposter among us. I'm trying to spread cool rumors, y'all. 
Yeah, I'm sorry, everyone. This is a scientific podcast for educational purposes. I just one day wish I could know Dilbert in the way that Scott Adams knows him. I wish I never lost that Christmas diamond. If I could have just read one more Dilbert comic, I could have learned the truth. Then I wouldn't have to hey, do this. What? 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 Next week? Next week? How often do you guys do this? Not, no, we do not do this every week. We do this every seance. <laughs> every whenever. Yeah. When the stars align. Or when they don't. <laughs> when Planet Dobman comes into uh, into <laughs> retrograde. If we had a pattern, we could be tracked. Why do you think we change studios and coasts so frequently? Yeah, we're actually closing down the, the Brisbane studios, by the yeah. way. I, I hate... That, this is how you have to find out, but we're going to have to close our doors permanently. Yeah, we're, we're moving over to southern Italy. You can't tell them where we're going! <laughs> well, well, Shit, now we got to close that studio. Now I'm we're sorry. not going to Italy because Cat let the cat out of the cat. Couldn't you have just gotten in the bag and closed it? Santa's bag. Santa's bag. Old Saint Nick with his bag. He <laughs> gives you the toys. <laughs> he he brings you neutral water and, and coal if you your are house. bad. He'll bring you toys if you are good. Shut your fucking face. <laughs> if Classic. you want water for Christmas, you have to just be straight. Christmas, I'm oh. in Christmas, I'm 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 in I want to have a Dilbert comic for my Christmas because I'm lame. Holy That's shit, here comes Dilbert, and he's not very happy. <laughs> he's not very tall. In fact, he is very tiny. He's not a threat. I will crush him. He is so small. He, he fucked the amiibo. <laughs> In microwave goes the Dilbert. <laughs> Two minutes on high power settings. <laughs> Ding 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 Dilbert is done. So get ready for our upcoming Christmas album featuring Dilbert. Oh, I would love to do that. I like I would hate to love to do it, but I would enjoy hating it. I would dill do it, because I wouldn't dill don't it. Dill do or dill don't. I'm gonna dill don't. Actually no, I'm gonna dill do. Yeah, you might be invited. I'll dill do. You might be invited. We I might be. We have to ask everyone else. We need to know what Gob thinks. We need to know what Stu thinks. We need to know what Holly thinks. And we need to know what Stu thinks. And we need to know what Scrungus thinks. And Scrungus. Ah, Scrungus. I haven't seen him in a minute. I haven't seen him ever. I don't know who that is. <laughs> he stays in the basement of the soon-to-be-defunct <laughs> Brisbane Studios. Someone's got to do it. But we have to know what he thinks before we shut the doors and Oh my god, I forgot. If you buy the Brisbane Studio, please, please, please make sure you remember to feed Scrungus. Otherwise, he will get out. He will get out. You need to satiate <laughs> he him. He needs his coal. He's in there. He is. Pointing down at floor. The last time he got fed was Thursday. He needs fed again. Next week. On so, yeah, to the next owner of the formerly Brisbane studios of the Dillcast, I know you're listening because you wouldn't buy the studio otherwise. Just get a bag of Kings for charcoal. Don't get a bag of fucking mesquite wood chips or any kind of that fancy shit. And don't try to pipe in some propane fumes and call that dinner because Scrungus is... He knows. He's really strong. And he, he was the one who threatened me if I didn't learn to break my own fingers and that he, he would the do one, them. He moved the vending machine. That's how strong he, he did? Yeah. That fuck. Exactly. I nearly pissed my shirt. <laughs> I know. It was cool. 
<sighs> I had to buy the last Hulk bar, and that took my last 20, because those fuckers are expensive. Yeah. Wow. Inflation never, really got to us. I never put a 20 in a vending machine, but I put 21s in a vending machine. Nice. What'd you get? Uh, it wouldn't work. I got nothing. 80 quarters. Did you get your 21s back? <laughs> no. No, I got 80 quarters. I didn't have enough. I, I, was, at, I was at 21s, which amounted to $20, but because I put them in separate, the value decreased. You can't, oh. you can't, you can't stack them. They depreciated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You took too long. So by the time that the I was done. The inflation got to them by the yeah. time you were done. I had nineteen fifty, and I could not purchase the Hulk bar. Tried to scrounge up that 50 cents from the floor, but I scrumbless have just really eaten them all. Yep, <clears throat> they sure did. Uh, you guys think now is a good time for today's sponsor? Yeah. Yes. I've got an ad read here from, uh, you know, the folks over at Hulk bar. Sure, yeah. They sent us uh, this promo to read, and if you guys will allow it, I'd like to read it. I think that would be a great idea. All right, this is, um, this handwriting's kind of rough. Uh, is that a a sheet of 24 by 48 paper? It's written on big poster board, yeah. Yeah. And it says, hello, but with a question mark, hello? Are you reading this? Can you hear the words that you're reading in your head as if you were listening to them? I sure hope so. My name is Hulk Hulkson, and I need you to buy my Hulk bar. I didn't make this with Marvel's permission. I made this with DC's permission because they hate Marvel. They said, go and make your Hulk bar. Make it make people strong. Make it make people angry. Make it make people strong and angry so that when they break things, they think of the Hulk. And that's what causes them to blame the Hulk for what they've done. Marvel will hate this, but we hate Marvel, which is great. Let Marvel get sued for all the property damage that happens when you eat the Hulk bar. The Hulk bar is cheap at $20 individually and will only be distributed in single bar format in vending machines across Australia. Where you are... Please buy it. It tastes great. It actually tastes kind of okay, question mark, but it I'll say it's great because this is promotional material. I should take this part out and just say that it tastes great. Just pretend that that's what I said. In fact, repeat it one more time for the listeners of the people at the promo. It tastes yeah, this is this just doesn't read well fucking at all. It tastes great. Hulk bar good, make big smash, strong angry green bar fills you with angry power. Consume so that you can destroy from John DC. Now, how do we order these? Who do we call? There's no phone number. Oh, my God. Now, do you think uh, here's I'm going to pause at this. Do you think that moving the vending machine in front of of the bathroom was actually a marketing stunt and it's being done all across Australia moving vending machines with Hulk bars in them in front of bathrooms so that people have to buy the Hulk bar eat it and gain the strength to move the vending machine of course you didn't have to do that but you would have if you had to because Hulk bars I don't mind the taste maybe it wasn't Scrungus then Mm, maybe Maybe. it was Hulk Hulkinson maybe it was an agent of John DC oh shit Grizz on the back of this there's another part let me read this, since your hands are now holding back your power. <laughs> Call 1-900-MIX-A-LOT and tell him the secret phrase, Hulk smash! This will scare him away and he'll drop the phone, but he'll come back and he'll get it, and he'll mail it to where it needs to go, which will let 
What was this again? The Hulk bar. The Hulk bar man. The Hulk bar man will get the phone. So call 1-900-MIX-A-LOT and tell him Hulk smash and then wait six to eight weeks for delivery. Okay. Amen. Well, there you have it, listeners. If you want the Hulk bar, call the funny butt man on this funny butt phone number and scare him. Scare the butt man. Scare the butt man. <sighs> My stomach hurts now. Yeah, that's a, that's a hole. <laughs> How big were those Hulk bars? Um, Actually, about fun size. Fun size. But fun size for me is normal size. I just like to say fun size. Oh, okay. How big do you think... How many fun size bars do you think Dilbert could eat? Uh, Actual fun size or my definition of fun size? Zero. Actual. Zero, because Dilbert's no fun. He's very small. He's very small. Yeah. But if I gave him one fun size candy, he would probably not eat it because he's boring. Yes. He would uh, just look at it accusingly. How many fun size granola bars do you think that Dilbert could eat? Eight. 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 That's a lot. But only if they're plain. Right. But that's a lot for a tiny little guy. Yeah, he'd be bloated after that. He'd, yeah. You, I mean, I would, you'd need to roll him somewhere. <clears throat> and he would just be in agony. But he would eat eight because he does not know better. His brain doesn't have a center of satiation. He's going to shit good for a week. He's not going to live. Not, he's not going to shit. <laughs> he's going to shit bad. It'd be like... Uh, when they hurt the brain of a mosquito while it's intaking blood and the mosquito doesn't know when to stop and it'll eventually just make its body burst, but it won't even realize that either. That's kind of what Dilbert will happen when he eats the eight granola. The eight granola. So we've heard from our sponsor. Do we have any shout outs? What, anything you'd like to shout out, Cat? Any cool projects or people or numbers you'd like to shout out? I'd like to sh shout out uh, former President Millard Fillmore. Why? Well, we shouted him out last time when I used the Fillmore Flash. Oh, okay. Then I guess he doesn't need it again. Um, I suppose I will shout out then um, former President John F. Kennedy mm. for being a ghost rare. Right. He had the <laughs> Kennedy Crusher. <laughs> uh, I'd like to shout out uh, the successful Kickstarter that uh, my cool colleague Casey Ozemi recently completed. Funding for his cool game, Hymn to the Earless God. Very cool game. Cool bugs, cool environment, cool music, cool art. It's all fucking cool! I can only say cool so many times. It's cool, okay? Uh, the demo's on Steam. You can wishlist it. It'll come out soon. Four years, maybe? <laughs> um, but the demo's rad. You can also get it on itch.io. And uh, you should play his other game, Jimmy and the Pulsating Mess. Big personal favorite of mine. I know Gob liked it. I know Stu's going to like it because I'm going to make him fucking like it. <laughs> and uh, how about you, Shock? Anything you want to shout out? I want to shout out... Uh, oh, I shouted out a presidential attack already. I guess I can plug all of our friend stuff that I remember... From the last podcasts, when I was paying attention, and they told me about Mary Hell by Stuart Jib. And uh, please forgive me, website please forgive me, I think one of them is a number, by Gobbletula. And Holly has, you woke up as a girl this morning, question mark, somewhere. And Tearcom, somewhere else. And I'm doing pretty well. That's it. 
I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Hulk Bars, once again. Thank you so much for the lifetime supply of Hulk Bars, which is, of course, two Hulk Bars. (laughs) Lifetime supply. (laughs) Please do not eat more than two. You will die. (laughs) The effects will be irreversible. You won't live. You will Hulk. Uh, Alright, well, I guess that about wraps it up, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, as the old saying goes, same Dilbert time, same, same Dilbert, Dilbert crime. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks You're for in listening. my house. It's time for you to leave. Hulk zone. I'm Hulk. getting out. Hulk. Hulk away. I'm hulking out of your house. Bye. Gonna take a big dump on my own ass. I'm gonna take a big dump on my own ass. I'm gonna take a big dump on my own ass. I'm gonna take a big dump on my own ass. Go!